Hello everybody, welcome back to my podcast. Uh, today's topic, I'm looking at the impact of lockdown on isolated villages in Wange district, Zimbabwe. As we all know, we are all suffering under the COVID-19, uh, which has wreaked havoc across the world. And... Um, Today, I'm basically looking at Wanke in particular, and uh, it gives us a good analysis of what's going on in these communities that are isolated and are under very fragile economies and how they are coping uh, with COVID-19. Mm-hmm. My name is Taku Mutepfa, and I'm your host today. I begin... Um, telling you about where Wanke is and what's going on and um, what, how, how we can help and um, how that is comparing to other parts of the world uh, to give us a better understanding of the current situation. Um, in Lubangwe, which is the village I am from uh, in the Wanke district, um they woke up to find out they are not allowed to go to uh the nearest shops big town will be victoria falls that they can't go there anymore they uh travel to buy food at the shops and they come back to the villages and um their daily necessities they uh travel it normally takes uh under an hour to go there and um to take the medicine or the nearest hospitals will be in Vic falls and they uh, woke up to find out they can't do that anymore. And with vulnerable communities that had a pattern or a way of living and suddenly it has changed, it has ripple effects that are even felt and are getting to humanitarian crisis that is prompting me to talk about it. The area of Wange uh, suffered massive floods this year not only long ago a month ago or two months ago they were underwater prior to that they had had a previous drought the year before and um, this year the floods meaning to say basically what they were going to produce or they're producing this year it will be probably non-existent. On top of this, this came as a, unaware of or unprepared, and they normally stock their grain over time so they they can um, be able to feed themselves. But this year, that's non-existent. Non-existent, and this closure or lockdown due to um, COVID nineteen has made the situation even smaller. Conservationists or NGOs or uh, people that were helping in the in other programs in the area uh, have since left to their um, mother countries or were evacuated and um, at a short notice leaving programs that were ongoing and that they were relying on uh, at a sense too and with no safety net that um, has resulted in um, in in a very very busy uh, um, 
dangerous situation which is uh, reaching to catastrophic um, humanitarian uh, crisis that's actually unfolding in front of our eyes and um, this cushion or the safety net that was kind of um, leaving them um, sort of um, with a, a little bit of uh, help and aid is not there anymore and uh, the communities are vulnerable with no way to tend to and to help them in this crisis. Next to these villages is a big game park, the Wange National Park, which um, is one of the biggest in the world and has um, elephant population of about 44,000, which um, on itself and 500 um, lions, which is vast, massive, big land of um, wildlife that is next to it. And these people we are talking about are currently the custodians of what the world is only remaining of the huge um, heads of elephants. And yet they are almost reaching starvation levels. Mm-hmm. What, what we can't understand is how this is happening in our eyes and we let it go and we, we observe and we enjoy the comfort of our, of our Netflix and um, catching up on on um, things that we missed uh, while it's the we wait for a chance to to fly and enjoy the wildlife and we find the whole village is wiped out not because of um covid 19 or uh, the coronavirus but because of hunger hunger kills more people than covid in the area we are talking about there is no any incident of covid and it is not um, the main problem in these areas. It is hunger. Yes, what we need to find out is people or to think we need to review day by day whether these um, um, lockdowns are working or not. We can't um, apply what is working in New York and we apply this into small villages that are already isolated. So you can allow them to continue doing what they need to do in terms of uh, survival because they have minimum um, uh, means of survival or economies of skills are sort of so minimum. So we we kind of, um, the choices are very minimum for them. We, we should let them do what they got to do. And an already isolated village doesn't need a lockdown. That does not work. We, we see that on practical levels that it's not working. We have pregnant mothers walking for two, three days to try and find um, medication, to go and f- look for food for their families. Mm-hmm. The elderly mm-hmm. are also walking these long distances to go and uh, food, look for food. And um, they get transport. Sometimes they are dropped off on the roadblock because they're not allowed to proceed. And their concerns are not, um, are not um, understood. And um, it needs a different thinking. And um, it currently, I was looking at the figures of um, the police. The police um, it locked up 14,000 people from the start of the lockdown. Of these 14,000, I bet you 99% of them were looking for food. It makes you wonder 
it makes me wonder. We got to think again and uh, look as humans and the citizens of the world that we got to um, refocus our our thinking that we yes we like the wildlife what about the custodians of the people that are looking after these wildlife while well, at least we are enjoying our netflix you know let's have a second thought about it and say we yes you can talk about uh, national governments and all that we wait until when they sort this out when this is unfolding as we talk about uh, we, we as we talk now so we are um, we are sort of um, delaying, and um, most people will die of hunger instead of um, of this uh, COVID nineteen. It's um, the sad situation where we are, but um, this is what is happening, and um, we are looking at only one village, not looking at the broader picture of how many other villages around. But um, if we rethink our strategies and say, well, um, we can help alleviate this situation before it escalates and um, gets to a point where we are losing lives. And um, at the same time, uh, vulnerable um, economies, um, for example, um, uh, Zimbabwe, he has no budget or for a safety net or... Um, you know, to to sort of um, cushion the general people, or general public on on the um, effects of uh, this uh, COVID nineteen. So, um, in comparison to bigger economies, they're talking trillions, billions. You know, and you expect these people to be custodians of the of the wildlife that we all have to cherish as citizens of the world. We or not long ago we were celebrating uh, the Earth Day, and we want these people to be the custodians of these um, uh, owning and um, protecting this wildlife. And yet we are failing to look after them in terms of hardship. You know, so it breaks my heart. But um, what can you do? in uh, the circumstances we are in and um, um, we all fold our arms but um, uh, I hope and pray that uh, we all come to to terms to the reality um, before I sort of um, come to the end of the podcast I will summarize what we are talking about is the impact of um lockdowns is a severe severe effect on isolated economies with countries that haven't got a budget or safety net put um, to protect its uh, citizens um, the impact is quite severe we look at the uh, ripple effects that will send uh, them into uh, hunting and uh, poaching and all those things so much of the money is put into stopping all that happening. Why not also stop the hunger, the lockdown, and save wildlife coming the reverse way, rather than putting money on the um, um, anti-poaching side of things? And we talk about stopping the causes of all this. And um, in most cases, if you look, those people who... Who, who who engage in, in looking for food for their families, they are driven between 
um, a tough decision, you know, but we can sort of stop this from happening by actually finding their needs and correct them. So the needs we have identified is food. And we ask again, food, food, food. And that's it. And from um, from that point of view, and um, I'm signing off. Um, and thank you. If um, you want to uh, need more on how you could help, you could uh, contact me. And I will let you know, give you um, a GoFunding that helps in that in that area. But um, um, I will urge you to stay safe. And I hope we meet again in the next podcast. Bye-bye. Take care. God bless.